the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why Church? That is the title of our series. And to answer that question, we need to understand what God thinks of the church and what the foundation of Christianity is, as we'll see next. So just what is the foundation of Christianity? And where would we go in Scripture to find the answer? I'm glad you asked. We have a couple of answers for you. And the answer to the question, what is the foundation of Christianity, can be found here in 1 Corinthians 15 and the first 10 verses. We would invite you to join us there as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, from Valley Bible Church in Hercules, as we close out our week with a beginning look at 1 Corinthians 15 and the foundation of Christianity. Here's Pastor Phil with today's program. I'm going to speak on the foundation of our faith. What is Christianity? What is a Christian? Uh, One of the worst things that ever happened, happened to the church in 313 A.D. Does anyone know what that was? It was Constantine, uh, who was the emperor of the Roman Empire, He had a victory by seeing a vision of the cross. And he heard these words, by this sign, conquer. By the sign of the cross. So Constantine went to battle, won the battle, and guess what he did? He declared all of pagan Rome Empire and the many gods that were in the pantheon And the many gods, they said, everybody is now a Christian. The Roman Empire has become Christian. Does that sound familiar? Have you ever heard this, we are a Christian nation? Has anyone ever heard that? Are we? Uh, Do you think anybody's going to church that's not a Christian? Look at Romans 1, if you would. Romans chapter 1, and we'll go from there to 1 Corinthians 15. One fourteen. Paul speaking of his commission and what he's about. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish, That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Now listen to this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now the issue is, what is the gospel? I I grew up, I think, I thought for years it was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Anyone? The four Gospels, right? So, man, and they do contain the Gospel. 
But this becomes a specific message that we'll look at more. That yes, John wrote a gospel, a good news about the life, death, resurrection of Christ. True. But when Paul went preaching, he always included those things. He died, buried, rose again. That was his gospel. And that's what he brought to Gentiles as he evangelized and did what you would think is foreign missions work. He said, this gospel uh, is what I, why I want to go to Rome. I want to share the gospel with you. Why? Because it's not in Rome. They worship the emperor. They worship thousands of gods. Because we go today from atheism, uh, which basically is you didn't quit worshiping. You just exchanged gods. Your God is now you. You make all the rules and, and everything's for you. So, so you're still a worshiper. You just w- switch the object to you. Uh, then there's an agnostic who says, I'm in God's universe, but uh, I don't know where he is. And I'm not sure I can know him. So I might take on looking at redwood trees or uh, looking at a spotted owl. If that helps you, go ahead. Or I, you just can't know him. Just can't know him. But the culture that the gospel was planted in was polytheistic. More gods than you can keep up with. But here, listen to what he says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why is that? Because of what I've seen it do. It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. What does salvation mean? That's kind of a big word. It's over two vowels. Salvation. It means literally to save, to rescue, to deliver. It was used among the Hebrews for health. They used the word salvation, shalom, well-being. When it comes to saving us here, salvation means God has done something to rescue you from the penalty for the crimes, the sins you've done against him. He wants to rescue you from your deserved punishment to be banished from him because you've offended the ruler of the universe. You've broken his laws. You've gone your own way. All we like sheep have gone our own way. If we're going to be rescued, if we're going to be saved, if we're going to be delivered, God said the gospel tells you how God has intervened to rescue you from the consequences of your sins. Does that make sense? So if I say I'm saved, I've got salvation, uh, what does that mean? We use so much language in church, nobody tells us what it means. I'm saved. So we didn't know you were drowning. Well, it was worse than that. I was on my way to an eternal destiny that I could not rescue myself from. God's good news is, I know the way of escape for you. You've got to come my way. There's only one way. I've, I've invented it, as it were. I, I brought it about. And Paul, he says, Paul, 
missionaries, preachers, teachers, go tell all the nations the good news that I have to tell them. Now, I always ask myself, why are we so timid to tell good news and we can't stop reading the Inquirer? Somebody, I don't know which one of you did it, sent us the People magazine. If you would like to spend your life wasting your life reading trivia, Joan just broke up with Bob. And I just, I don't know Joan and I don't know Bob. And I could care less. Bob's dog died. So too bad. Why? If you sent me that magazine, I'd appreciate canceling it. It's, it's good kindling, but for that, other than that, I don't care a thing about what they're doing in Hollywood. Do you know more about what's going on in Hollywood than you do in Romans? Well, let's read the text again. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they're wonderful, Because it is the power of God that will rescue me from the penalty I deserve for my sins if I'll only believe God. We started with the Jew in Acts. Then we kept going to the Gentile. Well, what does the gospel do? The gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. What does that mean? How can a guilty sinner ever be right with God? That's what he's saying. How can the guilty ever be acquitted? How can the guilty ever be right? The gospel is the answer. It tells you that if you believe in God, he would declare you right. And we've got a fancy word that came from Greek to Latin to English, and it's called justification. It's the word righteous. I'm justified before God. What do you mean? I am declared to be in the right in his court because Christ has paid for my sins and imputed, put to my credit, his righteousness. That's what he is saying. A reformation was built on this. That you don't get right with God by climbing on stairs or going to confession booths or giving your money to a church. You get right with God when you believe what he did in Christ. You get right with God by believing the gospel. The gospel. The gospel. If you don't know the gospel, you might not have believed it. You might not be saved, but if you're a Christian, you say you're a Christian and you don't know. It's like that saying, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to get you a a verdict of guilty? Is there enough about you to prove you're a Christian? You better know the gospel. You better know the gospel. Now, you folks that never heard me before, you get off. But you ought to start today, too. The gospel is what God has done in Christ to deliver you from the penalty of what you deserve. And in it, it promises you God will make you right 
in the infallible court of heaven. We don't even understand what God's entrusted us with. Let, let's, come on. Anybody that have a spat with your wife this week, but everyone that's honest, raise their hand. Man, she's been testy this week. She's invited 35 people to our house, and someone will only talk to me in the meantime. No, no, she's working so hard, she's going and all like this. We fight once a week just to stay in shape. <laughs> 52 years later, men, see me, I'll give you some moves. But you know what? I'm right with God. How's that possible? How is that possible? How can an adulterer and a murderer say, I thank God he has not charged me with my crimes? Just breathe heavy. Let me know. Yeah. Did you know a murderer said that? An adulterer? It was quoted in Romans 4, 4, and 5. He's taking it right out of the Psalms. And David said, My sins have been charged to my Messiah. And I'm going to go to heaven. And I'm going to dance there. And I won't be treated like an adulterer. And I won't be treated like a murderer. I'll be treated like I'm one of the righteous ones. Now see, if you're like me, I never wanted to become a Christian when I was young. Because all the Christians I grew up around were very strict. This is in the 50s. The earth was hardening at that time. And uh, uh, they were strict people. Uh, Their women had a lot of dress codes. We couldn't go anywhere. I mean, anywhere there were sinners, we were forbidden to go. Don't go bowling. They smoke down there. Whoa. You know, I I said, I'll have to drop out of school then. They do everything to the schools I go to. But you've got to be pure. You've got to be separate. And so I thought, I can't live this way. I don't want to ever get started with Christ because I'm going to fail Christ. I'm going to sin. I, I just can't live it. So why even start? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to say I love Jesus and the next day cuss and say, well, I guess I don't. Get over it. When Christ died, he died for every sin you would ever commit. He covered you for a lifetime. And he said, you don't say, well, because there's so much grace, I think I'm going to do a lot more sinning. That's not true. He says, that will not happen in your heart. When God has done the work of saving you, uh, he takes away your appetite for sin. If you still love to do sin more than you love to do righteousness, guess what? You don't know him yet. Because he destroys your taste for hanging out at the swine yard when you become a sheep. Sheep get dirty, but the difference between a hog and a sheep the hog wallows in it. Sheep would get up. You can't walk through this world without once in a while getting dirty. But if you're a hog, you say, man, don't take me away from it. I'm laying in the sun, and it's my natural habitat. Not a sheep. Get me clean. So this gospel offers you a right standing with God. And how do you get it? That is by faith faith from first to last. What if he said you get this righteousness by doing good works? 
You get this righteousness by flagellating yourself, cutting yourself, uh, offering one of your children to the gods, which was very common. Bringing a lot of animal blood. Did he say any of that? Show me where, tell me what you're supposed to do in this verse. Is revealed a righteousness that is by faith. Whose faith? Your faith. Your faith. You've got to believe it. It won't do you any good if you don't believe this. You've got to believe the gospel or you get none of its benefits. It goes this way. Let me give you a little gospel formula. Okay, watch. I wrote it down. It's so profound. I wrote it down. Faith plus anything equals nothing. Did you hear that? Faith. I've got faith in Christ plus I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. I've got to be semi-perfect or at least alive that I am. Uh, money, service, boom, 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 boom. If you come in the door that way, you think you are, faith plus anything equals nothing. I want to get my boy circumcised so I could be right before God. This was the Jewish problem. I'm going to go on a kosher diet because just faith in Christ isn't enough. Paul said that's anathema. It's anathema. You don't bargain with God about your sins, about your works. You're, you have no bargaining chip. You simply have Christ. Christ alone or nothing. Christ alone. Faith alone in Jesus alone equals everything. Faith alone in my good works? No. Well, I grew up in this church. Well, you might have become inoculated to the real thing. God wants you to be infected. He doesn't want you to be inoculated. He wants you to get the real disease. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. We need a little bit more information. What is this gospel? You bet you should know this. This is like knowing the combination to the safe of heaven. You ought to learn it. Listen to what he says. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you. Well, boy, you mean you preach Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all in one setting? No. He's going to get to a specific message. Gospel. Okay. Taking my time. I want you to get this. Gospel is made of two words. It's epsilon, upsilon, you. Is the way they say it. And you is simply the Greek word for good. Good. Angelon is the word for message. Message. It was used of angels because they were considered good messengers. So what it is, gospel is good message. The good message sent from God that he wants every human being to hear before they die. Because unless they believe that gospel, they will not go to heaven. Do you think the devil wants you to share the gospel with your family? Why? 
He wants to rob them from you. He wants to damn them. Could you really love their soul and not tell them how to be saved? As I look at the text, that eases up the guilt. Can they be saved without hearing the gospel? Turn to Romans 10 right now. Get there right now. I could see it in your faces. Look at Romans 10. Verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Can people call on a God they've never heard about? Nope. And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? What am I supposed to believe? There's so much religion. It's It's a scam racket. All they want is your money. Who's telling the truth? Who are you going to believe for your eternal destiny? Don't believe a preacher. Believe God. No preacher could save you. No preacher. That's why sometimes they, why preach? Because God said, the, the messenger doesn't save, the message does. And we keep thinking, we're the attraction. No, no, no. As that one preacher said, if Jesus was born in Jerusalem on a donkey, he's still doing it today. They're called preachers. He wants us to bear the message of the Messiah, though we be as weak and as humble as a mirror animal bearing Jesus. Listen, how shall they hear without someone preaching to them? It's interesting, this is said to be a day of non-preaching. Everybody's hooked on video, texting, and technology, and they don't want to hear preaching. How do you say they get saved? They've got to hear somebody preach. Somebody's got to pro- proclaim it. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, back to chapter 15, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15. You don't mind having a Bible study, do you? Thank you. appreciate those who said that. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are... I didn't hear all of you. By this gospel you are literally being saved. Do you think we should know it? Is church about gospel? Kind of think about that. I've been in a lot of churches that weren't about the gospel. They're about tradition. They're about getting their own way. They're about church meetings. They talk about fussing over budgets, officers, fussing about something. Because the main thing quit being the main thing. And we're not immune from it. Is Christ, is the gospel, is the word of God being preached the main thing or getting my way? Do you deserve to get your way in God's church? Absolutely not. When did any of us start the church? Whose idea was it to save? The membership or God? 
And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church, and we would also invite you to stop by our website and take advantage of added resource materials we've made available through this ministry. You see, as we come to you on a daily basis, it's our hope and desire that you grow in Christ, that you find yourself sustained by His grace through the teaching and preaching of His Word. Along those lines, we've created Truth For Today Radio, which is a website that contains a lot of other extracurricular resource materials that you can add to your relationship with Christ as you seek to grow in Him. We also have information about who we are, what we believe, and worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church, where this broadcast originates, here in Hercules. We have directions, we have service times, all of it. It's available at truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to contact us by phone, you're welcome to do so at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. As always, you're welcome to write to us. The address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. We would also ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us, not just prayerfully, but financially as well, as this broadcast and the many resource materials available along with it are available as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. Our goal and desire is to minister to the greater Bay Area, and we can do that more and more as you link arms with us again financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large. And whether it's a one-time gift or monthly gift, it's all appreciated. And your prayers even more so. Reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.